Hey everybody, welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Joey Pasco. And I'm not Joey Pasco. I had to try really hard not to say that. Uh, we're back. <laughs> um, it's been two weeks. Uh, we both uh, played in Star City Games Opens. Joey played in the Team Open in Baltimore, and I played in the Standard Open in Dallas. We both had about the same results. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> meaning, you know, well, you know, spoilers, you didn't see our pictures up on consecutive weeks on the Star City Games website. So, you know, we didn't win. Um, yeah. So, anyway, we had an interesting sort of, uh, you know, parallel kind of thing where usually when me and Joey are playing in events, we're playing totally different decks. We're playing decks that, you know, the other one would almost never play or would have to play because they were lent the cards because they sure don't own all the cards for it. That would definitely be my case with Control. Joey has always played Control. What did you play in uh, the modern portion of the team open? So for some reason, about a month ago, I had this idea or urge, I don't know what you want to call it, to play Burn. And so I, I picked up the deck online. I played it. I had so much fun with it that day. Uh, that I ended up sticking with it, and that's what I ended up playing in, in the event. Um, it's completely opposite what I'm used to playing, so I know that's uh, that's that's the big topic is why burn. But um, I, even though I didn't have success with it in the tournament itself, I loved playing the deck, and yeah. um, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, I can kind of go into details about. Um, about the deck, about why burn, I guess, right now. Um, yeah, please. Yeah. So here's the thing. I guess I, I'm so used to playing decks where I immediately start off with, do I have the right answers, right? And am I going to have time to to answer the threats? You know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Like, um, that's one of the reasons why I've always liked to play, you know, uh, two-color decks versus three-color decks because, you know, the mana consistency really matters and when you're going to be assaulted from the first turn you know right away so you really need to make sure you can hit your colors so and that's I don't why know. i like so, to play one color decks but anyway right. go on. <laughs> exactly so you kind of are are already leading me in, in that direction and it's like i i'm kind of i just wanted to be on the other side of things yeah. you know there's this whole you know we know we all know the the quote the uh there are no wrong threats only wrong answers and i think i just kind of felt like trying something where I didn't have to question whether or not I had the correct answers. It was just, I'm going to play something like straightforward, elegant. Its plan is to just dome you for three every turn or multiple times a turn. Uh, you know, that's the, the basic plan. Um, and it, it wants to finish games quickly. So, I mean, I, I like the concept of uh, like in the NFL – one of the big things, like, or just in football, one of the things is if you can, if your offense can stay on the field, you take possessions away from your opponent. And I right. love that concept, right? Like you, the time of possession battle, when you see teams that it's like they've had it for 38 minutes to the other team's 22 minutes, you know, and that's like huge. And that's one of the best ways to to beat. Uh, a, a team that has a great offense is to just make sure your offense stays on the field long enough. You keep your defense fresh and you just take possessions away from them. And I think the same applies in this case with like a deck like burn. And I love that concept. I'm going to take turns away from you. You might say, I'm good. If I get the turn five, I'm just gonna make sure you don't get to turn five, you yep. know, like that, that's kind of like the plan a, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. 
hope I can end the game before turn five. And I don't know, the, you know, that concept has appealed to me for a while. The uh, just the kind of elegance of a burn deck, just very linear, nothing complicated. I don't need to assemble some sort of combo. Um, it's just I don't even need to protect my creatures. You know, it's like, fine, you killed it, whatever. You know, like, <laughs> like it's just I don't need to worry about really anything. It's I'm either going to do it or I'm not. Um, and so I really, really loved kind of switching gears mentally. And I've been having a lot of, a lot of fun with that. And it's kind of translated. Um, I was already dabbling in mono red in standard anyway, because of arena right. and that being such like a straightforward deck. So I, I think that kind of helped push me in that direction because I was kind of playing with that style, uh, already in standard. And even though that wasn't the deck that I you know, wanted to play. It was just one that I was playing because of the, uh, the best of one kind of speed of games because I didn't always have enough time. So that was, that was part of it. And then that's kind of continued over the last month. Um, the deck I'm playing most right now on arena is Azorius aggro. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) not mono red, but I mean, it's still, it's like, I'm going to play guys and just go wide and make, try to make sure that, I have all the threats and, you know, I have a few answers. Deputy of Detention, I've got Conclave Tribunal. But other than that, my answer is go around you. You know, you you put a big dude in the way. It's like, all right, one of my guys is getting eaten, but the the other guys are getting through. Right. I'm I'm Uh, skipping skipping way ahead here. Um, uh But I was watching Steven play a round of uh, white aggro uh, last Mm -hmm. weekend at the Dallas Open. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised. He was playing, and I, you know, I was standing behind him. I couldn't say anything, obviously. Uh, but he was playing against the mono blue uh, deck, mm-hmm. and I was really surprised to see him take out um, a history of Benalia and add like a Mortify or something. It was like a removal spell, and I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, like that deck is just a, uh, you know eight creatures and 26 dive downs. Like, like, why are you adding removal spells? They do not, you know, they always have the dive down. It's just all dive. The deck is just all dive down. So like, well, you know, like why are you trying to kill their creatures when you can just go around their creatures, you know, cause they got to eventually like, you know, they got to attack to beat you. Right. You know? And if you can just go around them, like, yeah, okay. You'll lose a creature or two, but they can't crack back at all. You yeah. know? Um, yeah, Exactly. So it's just one of those things where I was like, huh, I don't know. I mean, like, and I loved uh, – he did not go with the blue-white. Um, so he didn't have access to deputy of detention, which is great because if they have – like, if they have dive down, which they – like I said, they always, always have dive down. Um, deputy of detention is still a 1-3 on your board that you can add counters to with Loxodon. You can uh, pump with your Benelish commander or whatever it's called. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like there's Benelish still – Marshall. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah Marshall. <laughs> Stephen Marshall ran the Marshalls. So um, – <laughs> Yeah, it's very appropriate that he ran that that card. Um, but yeah, so I was just very surprised to see that. But yeah, that's like one of the best things about that deck is you just okay. I'm gonna go around. You know, can't go over it, can't go under it. Let's go around it. You know, like do you remember that from yeah. Miss Steingast's uh, class? I, I, vaguely. <laughs> it's, it sounds familiar, but you're going back 33 years at something. least. Yeah, we're, we're we're really old. Yeah, so. I did not have very good uh, success with the deck at the tournament, as we kind of addressed. But um, just to kind of quickly go over what happened, I mulliganed to five more that day than I ever have in one day in my life. So I don't know what happened. Bad shuffling, you know, arena shuffler, whatever, you know. <laughs> like, uh, but basically, that was that was certainly part of it. Um, 
but I played round one. I played against a guy named Thomas. He played blue white control. He had main deck absorb in modern, which is wow. not something you see in modern mm-hmm. and main deck blessed Alliance. So <laughs> that was not happening for me. I didn't, we actually only, I, I was fighting through that game one and he eventually did win. We were in game two when my teammates both won their matches. So we just stopped. So I don't think I was going to, get anywhere if he his main deck was already set up to beat me and apparently he had more uh life gain and and that kind of thing in his sideboard so whatever uh maybe but it wasn't a loss um round two i faced against jonathan rossum uh he was playing amulet titan i mulled to five game one i won game two and game three was close i had him on the next turn but he attacked me for 32 with two uh primal or primeval titan so that didn't happen but uh this was one of the the third round was kind of interesting it was a guy named dane he was playing white black eldrazi and uh that's not a matchup that i was that that i had played against and i wasn't really familiar with it too much even from like the jess guy or blue white uh blue white side of things because that's what i've played the most modern uh is with those control decks but um and maybe it was because i wasn't really I didn't really care about this card, but Wasteland Strag- Strangler was a beating. So what does that I had, do? Uh, it's a three mana. I think it's a three two, and it's devoid. It's like a black and two. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you can uh, take a card, place a card your opponent controls from exile into their graveyard, and target creature gets minus three, minus three. And it's like, okay, cool. It's a removal spell. But you know what sits in exile? Rift Bolt and cards from Light Up the Stage. So I'm sitting there feeling pretty good. Game one, I've got like a goblin guide on board. Um, He has an Aether Vial, uh, and I don't think any creatures on board. I, I was doing some damage. He plays Wasteland Strangler, takes my suspended Rift Bolt, Kills my goblin guide, vials in um, a tide hollow sculler, and takes my searing blaze. You know, which was going to be the removal for the strangler that I was. Wow. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'll. So that just, you know, that just didn't happen. But I just thought wasteland strangler. Wow, that is a really good card against uh, against burn with uh, everybody using light up the stage because if yeah. it's, as long as it sits there in uh, in exile long enough for them to get the strangler down which they can do at instant speed with a aether vial right, so right. you know it, they you could cast light up the stage and uh you know they can vial in the strangler and take one of your cards so um as, as soon as they get priority um round four i beat tron 2-0 in about <clears throat> seven minutes yeah. <laughs> so so that was uh that was you gotta fun. make them have it you know uh, i mean yeah. they, they uh yeah yeah absolutely um and Tron just didn't have it. He was he was saying, you know, I have Worm Coil Engine main deck, but never saw it. Yeah, where um, is it? <laughs> but uh, round five, I played against Hollow One, uh, a guy named Slater. And huh. game one, I was uh, I was doing okay, or at least I thought I had an okay hand. It was average. But he plays a Goblin Lore on. I guess it was turn two or turn three. He drops two Blood Gasts into the graveyard and three Hollow Ones into play. So that game was over. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, it was it was it was a uh, turn two that he did that. So um, Ryan and then loves that card. Game two, I mulliganed the five and lost. So it was like this. It just was not happening for me. My last round was against Jeskai Control. They had Sphinx's Revelation, which again is a card you don't really see anymore in modern. But this guy was playing with it. I don't know if Who he was playing, playing with Teferi. Uh, a guy named Alex. Um, 
And uh, who were his who were his teammates? His teammates were Lloyd Frias and uh, Wes Shaw, who are yeah. friends of ours. Um, and from that was that round Brewport was kind of like. What's that? So from the old school Brewport days. Yeah, exactly. So our, it was a, a round against some friends. And at that point, the wheels had fallen off anyway. We we weren't doing well. So it was like, let's just play for fun and then drop. So that's yeah. what we did. Um, but, you know, just to give you a sense of things, both control opponents had main deck, like not just lightning helix, like that's expected out of Jeskai, but uh, main deck absorb, blessed alliance, Sphinx's revelation. They came prepared for yeah. To see burn, I guess because of light up the stage and skewer the critics, they expected a lot of burn, which is correct. Um, but yeah, that was that was rough. Um, so it was a, it was a rough event, but I had a lot of fun. I think um, so. I got the list, the whole seventy five from Mike Flores, um, and I think uh, I think the list was great. I think my mistake was I should have maybe created my own sideboard or had more experience sideboarding with yeah. the the 15 cards that mike had because i think i ran into a lot of trouble with that i didn't quite have a sideboard guide i just kind of was winging it and uh the sideboard included four collective brutality four thoughtsies three fatal push um so does that 11 cards and then four searing blood so um it was a it was a tricky kind of thing um to sideboard for me, and I, I made that mistake of just going in with not enough experience uh, with that. Did you, with did that you have like a written sideboard guide? For no, yourself? I didn't. I didn't have any notes or anything because actually, this is another part of this: is I, I was sick on Thursday night That's and then right. all day Friday. That's right. So you the, almost didn't go at all. Yeah, it was like the the morning of. I decided to go, so that you know, uh, no excuses or anything. But I sure. didn't. I didn't use Friday to prepare in the way right. that I had planned and you didn't to, have time to write a sideboard guide or yeah if you did have time you were busy being sick and yeah so that focused was on that <laughs> <laughs> right and yes you know if you were, if you listened to the last episode and my daughter was sick yeah i caught it a few days later so that, yeah. that's basically what happened um not fun but anyway so so that was um you know if i were to play the the event again i do want to try or i have been trying um and i've liked uh playing a couple of copies of Shard Volley, either one or two copies, because I kept feeling like I was flooding out and just having one or two more copies of a burn spell, I think uh, it, it would have been useful because this is the, I played the, the not the stock version of burn that was around um, for a long time prior to uh, Ravnica Allegiance. I'm playing, this deck is more low to the ground. Uh, a lot of one drops, it played Bump in the Night. It was, it was, Red black, not red white. So there's no Boros Charm, no Lightning Helix, um, none of the white sideboard cards. Obviously, I mentioned all those black sideboard cards, right. so it's pretty clear. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> uh, so mainly, what it does is you've you've got like what 20 bolts or something like that. There's not, and that's not even counting Shard Volley. Um, but you know, you've got the the Rift Bolts, the Bump in the Nights, the Lightning Bolt, Lava Act or Lava uh, Spike, um, Skewer the Critics. That's I don't know how many cards that is, 15, I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> or I'm sorry, uh, that, that's it. That's five, five times four. I named five cards. So 20 <laughs> bolts. Um, yeah, it's really lean. There's really no two drops in the deck other than Eidolon of the Great Revel. Um, but yeah, so I, I think having uh, – oh, and Searing Blaze was in the deck, uh, three copies of that. So um, it's a lean deck. It can 
it can play and win off of one land, which tells you a lot that all these mulligans to five weren't like that questionable. Either they were mostly land, like four or five lands and, and you know, two or three spells or something, um, yeah. or they were no land. And I'm like, because if I had, if I had one land in hand, I would have kept because most of the deck is one drops. I would have, right. you know, especially if I had a creature, I guess it, maybe I would have considered mulliganing, but, um, it was, it was just bad. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I had so much fun with the deck and I'm still playing burn and I'm and loving it. And, uh, it's, you know, it's my deck of choice right now in, yeah. in modern. This is what happens. This is what happens when, uh, when you ban Jason mind sculptor, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's too bad that Jace uh, is is banned until oh one year ago he was uh, he was unbanned. <laughs> Jace was unbanned. <laughs> Jace was unbanned a year ago. Oh my god! And you're not playing four copies of Jace in whatever damn deck you're playing? Yeah, in my burn deck. That's that. that it, you no, I'm saying you though, like that, that was your card. Like that's. I mean, it's not just like pet cards are pet cards. I mean, uh, I can't even remember the name of of some of the pet cards I've had, but they're all terrible, right? Like. Jason Mind Sculptor, it's a solid choice for a pet card, you know, like, and I feel like it's one of those things where, especially where you were so adamant about them unbanning it for so long. Right. That, well, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, what are you going to say? Well, so yeah, Jace is unbanned. Jace, uh, isn't as powerful as people expected. Now, I don't know how he would have, um, been if he had been legal at the start of the format, but at this point point in time as of i guess it was february 12th 2018 uh they unbanned him and he has seen play uh but it's not like he's not dominating so jc's play mostly in blue white control um and occasionally in jeskai control but the deal is like you're tapping out on turn four with shields down meanwhile you can play teferi tap out on turn five, but then untap two lands and your shields are up. So Teferi sees more play just because of that, like because he's essentially a three mana planeswalker. Uh, whereas Jace can, you know, you can play something, you, you can have a really expensive bounce spell that eats a, you know, an attack <laughs> or a removal spell. Um, wow. It, I, or I you can you have a just... really expensive brainstorm and yeah. I thought it's, you were just rounding. It was literally one year ago today. Yeah, February twelfth. So <laughs> I remember. Crazy. That's <laughs> so crazy! Wow. Well, but, you know, I guess I'm as caught up with the banned and restricted announcements as I am with memes. So <laughs> I guess that's pretty good. I mean, Jace is still great, but it's you got to be. You can't be behind. Um, he's not great. You know, I mean, if you're behind against. One creature, sure, I guess, play Jace, bounce it, or whatever. But that's just not really the the situation that just in modern. Feels so crazy to me. Just feels crazy to me that they got Jace and nobody playing it. I want to buy Jaces because that sounds insane. Like I'm like, no, I want, I want to play Jace. I want to play yeah, Jace I'm, in modern. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I don't want to give you the impression like nobody's playing it, but he's not the automatic four of card that, uh, and he's not dominating. And and technically, Jeskai and Blue White aren't even like great. I mean, they're top tier decks, but they're not. Uh, they're nothing like Dredge and Amulet Titan and Is It Phoenix probably the the best deck in modern right now. I mean, there's a lot more decks that are more uh, linear and powerful than than a control deck, and that's really the problem for control in modern. Is there are 
too many decks attacking from too many angles and you have too many of the, the wrong, you know, sometimes your answers don't line up. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you're just guy and you go up against humans and you're like, this is great. I have all kinds of removal spells right. and, and I just kill their guys and, and win the, you know, play a planeswalker and win the game. Um, right. but, but that's not, if you're not playing up against, uh, you know, a good matchup or your answers don't line up, that's, that's the problem. And that's why I wanted to play something like burn where I'm like, I may be playing against a bad matchup. This may be a terrible matchup, but if I win before they can dig their heels in or I get them low enough before they dig their heels in and then just, you know, top deck a burn spell at the right time, it doesn't matter. Even if I'm like, yeah, my deck has a bad matchup, but you're at one and here's a three damage burn spell and you don't have an answer. So that's it. You know, um, that's kind of the appeal of playing something so aggressive. Right. So your tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played in the Dallas Open. It was standard. It was sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Yeah, Jeez, man, these tournaments. It's just crazy. I mean, now you make day two, you pretty much guaranteed a hundred dollar check. You know, it's like top sixty four payout, a uh, hundred bucks. Um, so you got to make day two, and I guess you know it's one of those things where if you don't think you can make day two. And it's not just like a team event. Like you were there with your friends, so it's like, cool. At least I'm hanging out with my friends all day playing. I'm sitting there by myself. Steven's somewhere else in the winners, oh, the winners tables, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I'm uh, all the way back in like the three hundreds because I'm good at magic. Um, you know, it's a little more lonely. So you know, if you show up feeling like you can't win, it's almost like no point in showing up at all. Uh, but so Wednesday night. I had been testing some decks. I was already set on red because uh, I had um, I had mono white cards, but I didn't have a lot of the staples. Like I didn't have the histories. I didn't have stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I had a good chunk of the the core of the deck, and I had cards for burn or some version of red. And I talked to Stephen and I asked Stephen what he wanted to play, and Stephen was kind of going back and forth. But I told Steven I had two decks available. He drove down there. He paid for parking. I was like, you pick what deck you want, you know? So he seemed pretty set on this um, um, Orzov aggro. So mono white, but splashing black for sideboard cards. That was gonna, I was going to ask. So Mortify, you mentioned. Were there any other uh, black cards that Steven was playing in his white weenie deck? Whatever. The pla- Plague crafter is that the name of it the one that oh yeah you... yeah yeah. the one that sac- you have to say or both players sacrificed a creature right, or right. yeah that yeah. in the sideboard i think he had duresses in his sideboard okay um some other things like that i don't remember what he played main deck if he played anything main deck but mm-hmm. he didn't go very heavy into the black white creatures it was mostly just the mono white deck splashing black for sideboard and removal yeah i mean you one know? of the best things i think about black white in terms of a deck like this would be afterlife because tithe taker is already you know, tithe taker and hunted witness technically doesn't have afterlife but it has afterlife right, <laughs> right. um things like that so i'm kind of uh, that's what i thought he might have gone for uh when you mentioned he was playing uh white black yeah so yeah so he yeah he did kind of go with that i think he went with three tithe takers in the main his numbers were all weird he had a lot of weird like twos and threes of but i don't know that's not how i would have built it but I wasn't going to, you know, I just wanted him to build what he wanted to build, so he did what he had to do. Right, right. Um, but I play, so anyway, go back a little way. So I was on red, you know, so I knew I was going to be playing some version of red. I paid my entry fee, like, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday. 
And then I was testing on Arena, and I was testing in Best of Three, and I was testing with uh, Mono Red Aggro, just the, the basic list, the stock list. And then I was testing the Mono Red Phoenix deck um, that was played in the Indianapolis Open a couple weeks ago. And I could not win to save my life. I couldn't win anything. I was just getting crushed and crushed. And I was ready. I was, like, getting ready to open my email and email Star City Games Wednesday night. Um, and I was like, I was going to be like, can y'all just refund my entry fee and I'll just play in a couple challenges? Like, I was still going to go to the event. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think I tweeted out Wednesday night. I've never felt less confident um, about an event or less prepared for an event in my entire life. Right. You know, that includes Vegas, where I showed up having never drafted the set before. Maybe we drafted it once or something from pre-release packs or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically had never touched the set and then had to show up and draft or build sealed or whatever. But, you know, I felt like I was pretty good on sealed in general, so I was able to make that work. Right. But I still felt more prepared for that because of my experience with sealed than I did for the standard event. Right. Um, so I decided, okay, well, we either got to do one of two things. We got to just change the plan and go down there and play in the challenges and attack it that way. Or we got to get good. You know what I mean? So right. I was like, all right, well, let me figure out like what's driving me nuts here and what I want to change about what I'm playing. And uh, the first thing I decided was that the mono red aggro deck was just, there's so many cards in that deck that I did not care for. Like uh, get to lava runner, um, Vyashino Pyromancer these cards basically say um, your opponent who's playing black gains two life because they always have moment of craving they always have right. Vraska's Contempt now you can't do anything about Vraska's Contempt on any creature but it's four, it takes a while you mm-hmm. know, um, and cast down whatever you know, but, that, but they always have moment of craving so uh, you gotta make them have it but they always have it <laughs> yeah so <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, well, I don't want to play these two toughness creatures, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started messing with the Phoenix deck, and the thing I hated most about the Phoenix deck was the Phoenix. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I was like, this sucks. Like, so, okay, I've got three, you know, spells. i got to play these spells. If I don't have, like, something that's going to be pinging them when I cast these spells, I'm literally just casting cantrips, paying three mana, and getting rid of three cards in my hand to get a 3-2 flyer that may or may not be in my graveyard. Because I had to have a Tormenting Voice before that. You know, it was just yeah. all this setup and it just felt cute. You know, and I didn't um, want to do cute. I wanted to do consistent. Yeah. Um, and another thing that seems cute is that that list that this person was running, first of all, had 18 lands. Second of all, one Lightning Strike. One. I don't feel good running any amount of mountains and running one lightning strike, you know, like, it's yeah. just like, this doesn't seem right. So I did what I felt like I had to do. I cut the phoenixes. I cut the tormenting voices. I added two lands because, oh my God, 18 lands. Are you crazy? Um, I added what is this, the arena. Yeah, right. <laughs> I added the three. I maxed out on the, on the lightning strikes. Obviously mm. I added, cause there was three of one, Red one red cantrip, three four of the other, and I just went four and four on those, and I maxed out on risk factors. Mm-hmm. So the deck was. So we, you're talking about the red cantrips are Warlord's Fury and Crash Through. Is that right? Those are, that's correct. Okay. Yes. Um, so I just went with that. So it was twenty lands, twelve creatures, twenty eight spells, and if I see a a swamp, 
in game one, mm-hmm. the gutter snipes go, and you go down to eight creatures. So it's like, all right, you know, like all your, you know, what are you doing? You're playing, and I go into more of like a burn deck, like just a pure mm-hmm. burn deck. Um, you got to keep the electrostatic fields. You got it. Well, they obviously stay in yeah. because they're for toughness. Yeah. Um, and then the steamkins, you uh, you keep in because they're pretty good, but also you can discard them with risk uh, risk factor. I don't want to play creatures against Esper because it just gains them life. Like the reason why, like every time an Esper player plays Mortify, I get happier. Right. Be- because I'm like, you didn't gain two life off of that. That is sweet. You know. Like, right. <laughs> I'm like. I don't even care that my creature's dead. You just spent three. You don't have counter magic up. And, you know, you didn't gain any life off your removal. So it's right. like, okay, if you're playing more of these, means you're playing less Moment of Craving, less Vraska's Contempt. Okay, right. you can have it. I'm happy. Go Mortify. <laughs> right? Right on. So, um, so I started playing this deck on Arena, and I had a sideboard that probably is incorrect. And I think that the sideboard, I think, again, my main problem... Um, I can't really speak on mulligans. I think I did pretty good on mulligans. But my main problem was that um, I I didn't know how to sideboard, like, at all, or <laughs> for this deck in particular. <laughs> and I think sideboarding has always been a weakness, which is part of my uh, – part of the appeal of best of one to me is I'm like, oh, I don't even need to flex that muscle. Great. <laughs> so yeah. starting from Wednesday night until Friday afternoon – uh, and I'm talking like 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, Wednesday night. I played for a couple hours Wednesday night. Um, I played only in like the evening Thursday because I had to go do school stuff all day Thursday. I didn't even start – and I had to do school work. I didn't even start playing until about 9 or 10 at night on Thursday. And then I had to work at 3 o'clock on Friday. So you, you see like you know, there were only a couple hour windows for me to play, and I didn't even play in the entire time in those windows. Right. I went from – um, the basement of Platinum 4 and, like, multiple losses at the basement of Platinum 4 to the point where I was just so demoralized to, like, one win away, well, two wins, best of three, to one win away from hitting Diamond 3. So right? you went all the way all the way through from Platinum and then... All the-, the way through Platinum and almost through Diamond 4. Okay. In, like, like, uh, like maybe three, four hours. Right, Wow. Like I, I couldn't lose with this damn deck. Every once, I mean, I lost like once or twice in like three days, right? Mm-hmm. So I went from going, you know, ready to refund my money Wednesday night to feeling like I can't lose this event right. Friday night, right? And I mm-hmm. and I and I was and I was talking smack like I wasn't going to lose that event either. Like right. I was like talking the whole way down to Stephen, Stephen. I don't know. I don't know why they don't just hand me the trophy. Like, I don't know why we're even wasting our time with all this. I actually said at the players' meeting, I think I said, you know, my biggest disappointment is i got to wait all the way till Sunday to win this. I wish we could just do this all in one day. <laughs> like, that's how confident I was with right. my deck. Right? Right. <laughs> and, um, and round one, round one, I played um, against Chris, who was playing Soltai. And... I won game one pretty easy because the deck just does its thing and they're like, oh my god, what, what? I just lost. Oh, okay. So then they sideboard. Game two, I mulliganed to six. I kept light up the stage and five mountains. <laughs> and I That's still won. <laughs> I won at 16 life. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
So that's how good the deck felt round one. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing. I wanted to talk about this because I didn't have this in the show notes. But um, when uh, Joey and I, I – w- I was texting Joey like all the ridiculous things that I was doing with this deck leading up to the event. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I'm just trying to figure out – I'm trying to find these things. Um, yeah, so I went from um, – I beat double archway this – is, this is on Arena, right? Oh, right, yeah. Going into the event, I beat double archway angel – that and the archway angel gained sixteen life every time. Right. So you did. You that was thirty two life they gained. So theoretically, you did at least fifty two damage. damage. Yeah, at least I mean, fifty two damage. And that's clearly the gates deck. So not many yeah. shock lands. So it's not as right. if they shocked themselves at right. all. You know. And then another time I was playing against gates, uh, I beat them. I was stuck on two lands with four risk factors in hand. <laughs> Still oh one. Feels like, like this is arena. how broken the deck felt going into the event. And like I kept saying, I was like, I really feel like I'm doing the most broken thing in the entire room. And I still – I stick by that. I really do feel like what I was doing was the most broken thing you can do in standard. Because it's like, oh, okay, you've got this blue flyer that you can protect with dive down. So you're not really interacting with me. You're just trying to react to me and then kill me. I can un – I can out non-interactive you so hard, you know. Like I'm like, okay, oh, so I can't point my my burn spells at your creatures, whatever. Face, 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 face. Right. Um, and like, and I still feel so. I feel good about the deck choice too, because I mean, the event was won by by mono blue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this deck eats mono blue for breakfast. Like, if you want a deck that beats mono blue, this is the deck to play. Really, like it, it, it mono blue cannot beat this deck. Well, they don't interact, like you said. You you stick a an electrostatic field or a gutter snipe or whatever, or both. Like they're not, they don't seem to be inclined to do anything to your creatures except for the occasional like merfolk trickster. Like, oh, it loses its ability for a turn. Losing its ability, by the way, doesn't take the counters off of your um, steamkin. So just 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 keep that in mind. I always feel like it does, but it doesn't. Right. No, it's Um, still uh, whatever. Whatever four, power four, toughness yeah. it is, if they target it, yeah, it doesn't lose the counters. It's not like right. Sun Cleanser or something. Um, and uh, you know, what's the other thing they have? They have Exclusion Mage sometimes out of the sideboard. Yeah. That's pretty good, but you just stick it the next turn because they can't – they tapped out for Exclusion Mage. Right. And they don't have any creature counters except for Essence Capture, which, oh my god, if you're playing Terramander and then you put a counter on your Terramander with Essence Capture and you haven't – evolved it yet i love you because <laughs> i actually had two opponents do that on arena like essence capture your creature put a counter on my terramander one of them paid five to try to adapt it later that was funny <laughs> um they learned an important lesson in that game <laughs> like oh this doesn't work oh my god uh-huh and i just lost five mana to make my tutu a tutu very nice <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, that's, that's actually pretty cool. I laughed so hard at that, but uh, most of the time your opponent's going to be smarter than that. Uh, so anyway, I, I smashed this deck, and I felt really good. And I walked up, and I saw Jeff Zandy, and I'm walking with that slip. I go, get used to it, man. It's what you're going to see all day. Me walking up with these slips, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, that was the last time I walked up with a slip. <laughs> but you know what? I don't care because this is the thing. That's what I need. I need to walk into a tournament. Sure, I'm going to take it down. 
You know, like I yeah. have anxiety. I have real bad anxiety, you know, and like and I can lose my focus real quick and I can really lose like my confidence real quick. It doesn't mm-hmm. take much. It really doesn't. So I need to walk into a tournament feeling like I'm here because I will win. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. not the kind of but I'm but I'm also not the kind of person who thinks I deserve to win more than everyone in this room. I just think I'm prepared to win this tournament because that's what I prepared for. I prepared to win. So right. let's go win. And I don't care about like I don't feel dumb for bragging and for do for saying all this stuff and then not following through on any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't care because that's where I need to be mentally to perform well in a tournament. I need to feel like I'm here for a reason and the reason is that trophy and it's going to be mine. You know? So yeah. so that's what I need to do. I need to say these things out loud to convince myself, really, you know? And so, so I don't regret anything. Like, let's move on. I just want to talk about the rest of the decks I played against. I don't okay, know what- yeah, what I want to know is, like, what, you know, like, so you talked about a lot of, like, your situations, good matchups or good situations that came up. But, like, I imagine you don't really want to see double Archway Angel. <laughs> Oh, no, nobody does, right? I mean, like, nobody does. But what I mean is, like, so what What are your bad matchups with this deck? Or what, you know, cards do you not want to see? Well, I mean, in general, you never want to see anything that gains people life. Sure, sure, um, sure. That's, like, the you obvious. You definitely don't want to see, like, board wipes. Mm-hmm. Board wipes are a problem. Um, I'm trying to think, like, discard spells can be a problem. It depends on if they have two. You know, like one, okay. You know, one I can kind of deal with. Two, eh, I don't know. Um, right. But uh, so yeah, I guess what did you end up losing to? Obviously, since so, you have you so have more. In round two, I played against uh, Adam, who's playing Teamer, mm-hmm. uh, Wilderness Reclamation. Right, That's right. What WR stands for. I was like, what does that stand? For? Wilderness Reclamation. Great. Um, so I played against them, and we got to three game. We we played three games, and um, I won game one. I got them to three game three, but they managed to hold out, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I just drew dead the last couple turns and uh, didn't quite – I think I was like – I can't remember what round it was. There was one round where I needed to see any spell basically mm-hmm. and um, and I could have got there. I, I think it was against the sticker. Actually, I think it was round three. Like I needed a spell. They did have a negate it turns out. But if I had a spell, it would have pretty much got me very close and that's what I needed to see. But instead, I saw, like, five of my eight creatures. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's not good. Um, but uh, anyway, so this Team of Wilderness Reclamation deck, I didn't – I wasn't sure if it would if it would be bad against me. And I think that I – like, I definitely know I sideboarded wrong because they wound up boarding in Cackling Drakes, which was really surprising. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so they had, you know, these things that could just kill me. And I should have boarded in Lava Coils if I saw Cackling Drake, right? Right. I also saw um, Niv-Mizzet. Mm-hmm. So I boarded in Hijack because Hijack's great. And guess what? I can hijack the hell out of your Cackling Drake. Like, I got spells too, man. You know, like, uh, right. uh, I got spells. And um, I can uh, I can crack back with a crack- Cackling Drake pretty hard. So I didn't see the Hijacks. I didn't have the Lava Coils. So I did not win. <laughs> and, right. Uh, but, you know, the universal thing was every opponent, win or loss, was like, your deck is so cool. Like, your deck is awesome. Because I would just draw half my deck. Right. You know? And I think that's part of the thing that's 
kind of frustrating with the deck is that you draw half your deck and still don't win. It's like, oh, it's kind of rough. <laughs> but uh, so I don't know. There are some situations where the deck is doing less, and maybe I'm over. Like maybe I need to make them have it with the gutter snipes. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I boarded, yeah. I mean, I boarded out the gutter snipes a lot. Well, because you, I'm afraid. I, I understand. Like, I love your logic with you know all these decks that have removal that's life gain as well. Like, moment of craving essentially is what you're talking about. Because, right. uh, like you said, Veraska's contempt doesn't care about toughness, so at least you can blank their mo- moment of cravings or make them. I guess they could use two of it. You know, they have two and kill your electrostatic field or something. They still so, gain two life off of it. Yeah, so it's still but, like they need a target though, right? Like, right. But if they, you have electro, I mean, if you have electrostatic field. They can actually gain two yeah. life off of it. What was the awesome play somebody did against me? I think – oh, it was es- – I was playing against Esper. Mm-hmm. And I sh- and this was in like a later event. This was in the challenge because yeah, mm-hmm. we did not get there. Um, and my opponent had a uh, – what do you call it? Mm, Basilica Bell Haunt. Yeah. Right? What did I try to do to it? I tried to do something. And they moment of cravinged. And then they cast something else, and then they absorbed their own spell, so they wound up gaining just enough life to stay alive. Oh wow, yeah. I was like, oh, that was pretty good, you know. Like, so um, they were able to stay alive, even though I could have had them otherwise. It was, it was, it was tough. Right. But yeah. um, absorbing your own spell is, uh, you know, your back is against the wall. But you know, that's the uh, that's the mode that you don't. It's rarely chosen. <laughs> Right, tuck discard your own another fairy, spell. Right? Yeah, discard another card. Gain three life. Right, like basically, but it worked. You, you know, it worked it, for him. But keeps uh, you alive. It's, that's what it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, like, go ahead. Round three, I played against another uh, Soul Tide deck, mm-hmm. and I got him to. Th- I got. I got to three games with that also, and it was against uh, Michael, and he was playing Soul Tide, but. Um, I don't remember what happened in that match, to be honest, but he did kind of crush me. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it was not good. I think it was – I think what happened was I just seem to remember being like I cut my gutter snipes. And then he's just like got all the moment of cravings and Vraska's contempts against my Steamkin. I'm like, well, I just killed the Steamkin with him instead. Huh, what do I do with this, you know? Because I right. don't know. I'm, I was almost like should I cut the Steamkins too? That just seems crazy. Right. Yeah, it's <sighs> kind of weird. It's, a, it's like I like your – idea and if you have the cards to bring in that uh nullify their target you know their moment of cravings and things like if you have other cards to bring in to fight on a different axis like i think that's really awesome but i guess at the same time are you just making your deck bad because you're like well guess what they don't have any land destruction i'm just gonna side in 15 lands (laughs) you know like well the deck kind of turns into a little more of a pure because like you side out the gutter snipes and you side in experimental furies, yeah, frenzy. experimental frenzy, mm-hmm. and um, two bane fires. Yeah, so that's I mean that makes sense to me. Like, um, but yeah, I, I guess just thinking about it, you want to make sure you do have things to bring in, um, and I think that seems good. Like frenzy is obviously awesome. The problem with frenzy right now is wilderness reclamation existing and people having a lot of uh, enchantment hate so you've got like I'll be honest like i don't love i've never loved 
Experimental Frenzy. Right. Because I don't even see how you can be playing Experimental Frenzy in a format with that green planeswalker that destroys it enchantments. Yeah, right. You and get like Teferi. Vivian Reed. Yeah. And it's right. like, 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 okay, so you just spent four mana, you got a land off your top of your deck and revealed a land. <laughs> yeah. You you're, know? You're talking about the times when the experiment doesn't really work out. Right, uh, right. There's a lot of failed experiments <laughs> in standard. Uh, well, yeah, you're not wrong to not be playing at main deck. I think it's just it, – it's a strong card when it when it works. I guess it's a high ceiling and the floor kind of depends on the rest of the format. If nobody's got enchantment removal, then you're eventually you're, – you're more likely to, to have it go off. But since so many people are playing enchantment removal, like you said, Vivian Reed and Mortify, um, you know, just because of Wilderness Reclamation, because of History of Benalia, because of – I mean you've got Conclave Tribe – Tribunal also is a nice uh, enchantment to remove. You know, nobody's hitting Curious Obsession, I don't think, but <laughs> usually you try to hit the creature. But I guess if you if you uh, are sure they have a dive down, or you assume they have a dive down, you can just take out a Curious Obsession. So you know it happens. Um, but yeah, I will just... say this. Good. Both of my losses in round three against uh, the Soltai. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my life totals here, and I kind of figured it out. So uh, they went from nine to fifteen. Uh-huh. In game two, which you know what that means, right? Timely reinforcements? No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I'm guessing a, a wild, wild growth walker. walker into Jade Light Ranger? <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, and then in game three, they went from five to 11. You know what that means? I Same exact two cards. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of gets – can get away from you. And, and, I, and I think – I don't know. I think I might have boarded correctly, but I might not have sequenced my plays correctly. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the trickiest things is I really felt like um, – Crassus wasn't going to be that big of a deal because they mm-hmm. gain, you know, three life. Yeah. And then I'm just burning them out. Like, it's not like that big of a swing. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't, so it kind of confused me because they got all these three twos, you know, all these one ones, and then they play a Crassus and they play it as a two two. And I'm like, well, they got a two two. So I'm like, maybe I board in a fiery cannonade here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then it's like, Oh, and then it's like, oh, now they're playing it as a 6-6. And it's like, well, that candidate doesn't do anything. <laughs> so it's kind of tricky. It's like the, it's such a flexible card. I think that's obviously the appeal of it. Yeah. Um, hijack would have been great in a lot of situations. Um, I only had two. And I'm not sure that more is correct, but I sure would have liked to draw them more than I did. So maybe more than two is correct. I don't know. You said you draw like half your deck, so I would probably stick with two. Yeah, but, I mean, I needed to draw them in these games. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so round four, I played against uh, James, who is uh, local to Common Ground. He actually hadn't played much in the last year, just like me. Um, but Arena drug him back, and he came out to the event. Uh, he was playing Mono Red, and uh, like I said, I feel like my matchup's good because of four sideboard Fiery Cannonade, pretty good. Um, Lava Coil, pretty good. And uh, and just being able to, I mean, you have electrostatic field as a blocker, but I don't love blocking with it against red, honestly. Right. Because you kind of want it to live. Um, and uh, honestly, like, game one, uh, he ran me over really bad. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been a bad keep on my part. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I don't remember. But he ended at 14. I ended at one before I died. And then in round two, in game two, uh, I don't know if they'll have a whole round would have went, but I totally messed up my sequencing. So he played a Lava Runner, 
and you know he just he just swarmed me with creatures the first game. I think I just drew a bunch of like stuff, but not and the cantrips, but none of the burn spells in game one. Mm-hmm. In game two, I had a bunch of the burn spells. So like I went and lava coiled his um, what do you call it? Gator lava runner. Lava runner. Mm-hmm. A lava coiled the lava runner. Uh, lava lava pants on Prada. <laughs> pants by Prada. That's so dumb. It's t- <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you for listening. Until next time. No. Okay. Um, so then he sticks a rekindling phoenix, which I had never seen in game one. Right. And then a second one. And I've got a fiery cannonade in hand. Yeah. I should have probably saved that lava coil. <laughs> right? And that's how I died. I died yeah. in spectacular fashion from a glaring misplay. Uh, I mean, his deck was very good, and he, he had he had very good games uh, on top of my glaring misplays, so I'm not trying to like make excuses or not give him credit where credit is due. He's uh, mad because, that you cut his cousin from the deck. The, the, the Rekindling Phoenix is right. upset because you played Mono Red Phoenixless. Right. <laughs> my only disappointment was that I couldn't call the deck Pablo Phoenix. Um, it's a... Uh, it's a Homestar Runner reference. So instead, I na- I called the deck to Ryan Germore. Thanks for nothing, Joe Panuska, because he um, he loaned me you the, the Phoenix Phoenixes <laughs> for the deck. Yeah. I didn't play Phoenixes, um, and uh, then I put in parentheses mono red Phoenixless. Yeah, um, because and this is exactly why I said it when I wrote it on there. I was like, I want to put this in parentheses for when I'm on coverage. Yeah. So, uh, so they know, you know, so they have kind of a better idea of the archetype by looking at the deck name. Right, right. Uh, that's how com- again. That's how confident I was, um, and I know you were trying to nudge a little bit to get me on coverage. Uh, yeah, but- after round one, when you said you, you know, you won pretty quickly, I, yeah. I did try to get, you know, I, I wanted to make uh, Nick Miller aware that you're playing an interesting deck because they they like to do deck techs and they don't know, you know. If if there are any interesting decks in the room until they see them, and I know they're looking at deck lists and things like that, but I wanted to to at least mention it because it's not. I mean, Paul Spears played basically a very similar version, but his was about the phoenixes, and yours right. isn't. So I thought, you know, if you're going to phoenix gets outclassed by like the crappiest Crassus, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was at. I was like, do I really want to play a two-two that they paid four mana, draw a card, gain one life, destroy target creature? Like, no, you know, no, not really. And then, like, once it dies, then what do you do? What spells do you have left to play it again? Yeah. You know, like, none. I don't know. I hated it. I hated it so much. Right. Like, Uh, Phoenix is is awesome in modern because you have so many ways of of getting it into the graveyard. And and you have so many payoffs because, you know, meanwhile, you know, while you're sitting there trying to cast spells to get bring your Phoenix back, you're taking counters off thing on the ice. And then you're like, okay, here's two Phoenixes and a 7-6, you know, like (laughs) – all out of nowhere because I drew right. some cards and bolted you or something like that, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, but in, in standard, it's a lot harder to, uh, you know, those, the payoff of a three, two isn't, um, it doesn't have enough supporting casts that, you know, you don't have more of a payoff. Sure. If you can get a two, three Phoenixes into your graveyard, incidentally, but how do you do that? Yeah, that's the you know, thing. Like, you really need to go all in on making your deck about the Phoenix. And I right. think that's really you need to play blue. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it's, uh, you're not going to see it in standard, but that's why we're not seeing it right now. We were well, it, you're certainly <clears throat> not going to see it day two. Well, yeah. Uh, because it turns out 
you know, so again, my main deck, I still feel great about. I still love it. I'm happy I have the deck built. I'm going to keep it together. I'm going to play it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sideboard, I'm not certain the sideboard was correct, and I'm certain my sideboarding was incorrect. Mm-hmm. So the sideboarding might need to get changed. I need to look at that and maybe talk to someone who knows more than me and figure out a better sideboard plan mm-hmm. and actually get a sideboard plan together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like the deck choice. And my other option was mono red aggro, which zero copies of mono red aggro made day two right. at the open or even finished in like the uh, – the pair, the, the placings worth showing on Star City Games in the classic the next day. Well, yeah, no, no it's... mono red aggro <laughs> at all. There was some uh, Rakdos, you know, a couple, mm-hmm. um, and like some other aggro decks did well. Mostly white based aggro decks did well, mm-hmm. but zero copies of mono red aggro. So the so choosing to not play mono red aggro was a hundred percent correct mm-hmm. because that would have been the same as just not showing up. You know, right? Um, and like, unfortunately for Steven, Steven lost his winning in in round nine. He wound up six and three on the day. Mm-hmm. At least I got to figure out five rounds earlier that I was a scrub. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at least I was like, oh, cool. We've got a five guys in Fort Worth now. <laughs> Later, you know. So, got me. That was the greatest victory of the whole day. Was that bag of five guys fries? I'll tell you that much. Drowning my sorrows into some Cajun potatoes. It was lovely. Um, and then I came back and played in, like, um, one of the challenges. And I went two and two. I'm not going to get too into it. Right. Um, got beat up by Sultai and uh, Esper. And- so, yeah, it's like standard is is really awesome right now, I think. And it's interesting to see how different it is from, you know, whatever, uh, a month ago when it was before Ravnica Allegiance. And um, it really – so I, I've been trying a lot of different decks, like, Obviously, the mono red I was playing a bit uh, before Ravnica Allegiance. I haven't played with it too much. I've been playing Azorius Aggro. I've been trying the Gates deck, which is a lot of fun. It doesn't feel like it should be as good as it is, but right. um, but like somehow you just you're like tap three and drop an eleven eleven Gatebreaker Ram. Um, oh, and pay zero for this eight eight Gateway Colossus. <laughs> right go you know you're like what it's just insane um now one thing i will say about playing hijack is that if you take a gatebreaker ram it's a two-two yeah you can kill it with a burn spell but it's a two-two yeah but the colossus is sweet yeah you can take a colossus take that damn colossus yeah i uh i think i actually saw someone playing this morning and they used or last night i think it was yeah gabe nasif on his stream he was playing um like a simic kind of deck like it wasn't it wasn't like Simic Reclamation or anything. It was just like a uh, Simic mid-range, and he used Mass Manipulation to steal somebody's Gateway Colossus, and he won the game. He was like, I'm pretty sure I lost that game if they didn't play Gateway Colossus because that's right. how I won the game. I had to take their Gateway Colossus. It had to be there. Um, it was kind of uh, amusing. but um, Mass Manipulation is a crazy card. That's just a card that uh, Steven didn't expect. His opponent in round nine had that in his in their main deck Wow. Yeah. And, um, and took one of his tokens for a zero match. <laughs> like, oh no, not mass manipulation. You thinking an ensnare? Uh, what is it? Uh, enchanting melody. That one, main deck. Yeah, no, that paid one I've zero. seen more main deck. Yeah, paid zero took a took a token. Well, paid like, paid two, right? Like not zero. Two, right, right, yeah. That's what I'm saying zero X, X was zero. zero. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Um, really cool. Like really cool. I was like, what? Okay, uh, that was pretty nuts. Um, but anyway, I feel like mono red aggro is in a terrible place right now, and you should mm-hmm. not play it at all. 
And I also think that they should unban rampaging Ferocidon because everyone just got this incidental life gain. And I hate seeing like an archetype not be um, not be viable. You know, yeah. burn is a very cool deck in terms of. I mean, some people hate it, but you know, the people who play it hate control. Control decks are around. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like they, they should all exist. And I feel like the deck right now has no chance of success. Unless there's like a rampaging Ferocidon or like a skull crack reprint would be great. You yeah. know, something like that that something that says players can't gain life this turn. We have War of the Spark. Love that name and I'm like excited about the flavor of that set. Yeah. Coming up in like when is it? Uh well the pre release weekend is April twenty seventh. Um, okay, so it's actually two months away. Okay, I thought it was like end of March, beginning of April. Uh, is there anything else happening that weekend of note? I mean, I'm sure there's nothing important like a pro tour happening that weekend in London. Because they would never do a pro tour the same weekend <laughs> as um, as a pre-release, right? That would be well, the, stupid. Yeah, that it, would literally no, be the stupidest thing they could ever do. Well, it would it would be pretty stupid if they did that because you know you have these two exciting things. You don't want to take up. You, you want to spread them out because you could go, hey, we have the pre-release April twentieth, and it's it's this exciting thing, and next week is the pro tour, like. That that makes a lot more sense. Um, doing them on the same weekend, you're using up all your excitement all in one weekend. That would be that would be silly. And that would you know, be silly. Yeah. And of I mean, course, really if just... they did do that, I'm sure they'd have a really good reason that they'd tell us about ahead of time. Right. I mean, because you know, Wizards of the Coast is really good at making announcements and keeping us, the players, and uh, you know, really the investors in the game informed if, in a timely manner of any sweeping changes or or, or you know important changes they might make uh, to tournament schedules, uh, coverage, um, etc. Right. So, always. So they're always sense. always replying on Twitter to an obscure tweet and letting us know. Right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, and that's important. That's the best way to. That's the best way to inform. Us, yeah. Make announcements. Is subtweet. Twitter replies. Yep. Right. They should post it as a gift so you can't control F it too. Like, <laughs> it's like or, or like a JPEG. They, all their, right, annou- right, all their right. announcements are JPEGs. So you can't. They don't come up in search results. But keep an eye out for that Mountain Goats album. Right. Oh yeah, a Mountain Goats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that happens. Right. I am pretty excited about a Mountain Goats album that's like fantasy based because yeah. they're kind of awesome. It is cool. But yeah. Wizards, you can do better. You're better than this. I think you know. We don't even need to go into it. I think you can tell from our sarcasm how we feel about the situation, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So we we do need to wrap up. I want to say, like, I want to shout out to my teammates at the team event. Kenny played Salt Eye. Um, That deck is is awesome. Kenny uh, has had been playing it for a a few days, and I know he's still kind of working on different versions. He he um, he did pretty well with it. That is such a grindy deck, and and. I know you. You know it's such a good deck that you see a lot of mirror matches, so those matches go long. But um, but I still think it was but the once right. Once you get that Royal Assassin icy combo down, it's pretty much impossible to lose. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I think that was the. It was still like the right deck for him to choose. Um, sure, it's still it's a very good a deck. Big player in the in the metagame. Um, and then Rusty Call was our legacy player, and he played Death and Taxes. Rusty! Yeah, Rusty is really good. Uh, he's a really good player, and I really, um, I was really impressed with his knowledge of Burn. I didn't realize when I chose Burn that he already had a lot of experience with the deck. So I was able to kind of cool. lean on him for a lot of uh, opinions when I said, "This is a terrible hand. I should throw this back, right?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, you don't keep that, okay?" <laughs> so I'm not crazy, right? No, but he was really right. good about uh, talking about the the Burn. Um, burn deck with me. Um, even after the event, we tried to kind of change up the deck a bit, and uh, it was it was fun. So I still had a great event, even though the uh, 
the actual result in the tournament wasn't wasn't ideal. Yeah, and shout out to Rusty and Wes and Lloyd and Mark who wasn't playing against y'all, but I know he took the picture. So yeah, yeah, Mark respect was and uh, and Kenny of course, but like I hadn't even like I hadn't seen Rusty in so long. I was surprised when I saw he was your teammate. I was like, is that Rusty? Oh wow, <laughs> what's up? You know, I was like, that's so cool. So like you know, um, shout out to those guys because it's been a while since i've been around playing with y'all and it was fun when yeah i did so. i felt bad because he was playing death and taxes and he would ask me like my opinion and i'm like i've never played death and taxes and it's been right. years like literal years since i really paid much attention to legacy so i don't feel confident at all in giving you an opinion right you got, you get, he's got to call travis hunt for that <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Um, but uh but yeah i guess we should wrap things up and um we'll we'll be back in a couple of weeks Anything else you want to mention at the end here? Um, I don't know if I skipped over anything that you had written down. or I don't know. I think I'm pretty good. Uh, okay. We did do like a quick little Twitter poll, and I just want to announce. The, so we asked on when we were still kind of keeping it under wraps that Joey was on burn. Uh, who's the beatdown, Red Deck wins or Martyr? And 67% said burn and 33% said Martyr. Yeah, um, and a lot of – several people, including – Mike Flores and Adrian Sullivan kind of chimed in on the topic, and it was fun. It was a fun little discussion. Um, what was the date of that poll? Do you know? Do you have it written? I don't know. Okay. It might have been a month ago. Yeah, it was about mid-January. Um, so if you kind of look back at our Twitter feed, if you're curious about the discussion, uh, check it out. Mid, just look around for the poll in mid-January. So um, we could link it also, in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Also, uh, what I didn't realize – just like the Jace, the Mind Sculptor, I didn't know Bloodbraid Elf was unbanned in Modern. Yeah, they came out together. <laughs> that, I, I, I didn't look past the first line of this announcement here. I was like, oh, Jace, the Mind Sculptor. And then I was like, Bloodbraid Elf? Hmm? So, pretty neat. Well, according to, that- uh, to Chaz Andres on, uh, on SEG, now is the best time to buy into Modern um, because yeah. prices are relatively low at a low point and Modern usually picks up in the next couple of months or basically around now, February, March, April, like – that's when modern starts to get more interesting and uh, – or not more interesting, more eyes on it. People start playing a lot more modern depending on on what tournaments are happening. But um, And then the other thing is he really suspects that Wizards is going to be coming out or going to be announcing uh, apparently at the end of February the possibility of a modern-only set that includes reprints and new cards going straight into modern similar to what they've done for like Commander and, uh, and Legacy right. – or uh, you know, putting new cards into Legacy by introducing them in Commander and Battle Bond and things like that. So that would be awesome, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I have to just say that I think that article was like super well timed or super poorly timed, depending on what side of the transaction you're on, uh, with the arrival of my student loans for the semester. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm going to buy into Modern, but it sure is tempting just to at least put Burn together since I have like about half of it, maybe. You know. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do it, but I was just like, oh, really? Like, I'm sitting there looking at my bank account going, oh, my God, so much money. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the best time to buy into modern. I have so much money. This is the time to buy into modern. I have no more money. I have modern. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, yeah, but that's that. it's a very interesting article, and it's a, and it's it's an interesting take. I didn't reply to your text, but I did read the article the second you sent it because I was conveniently on a break when you sent it. Cool. So, yeah, we'll yeah, link it so, in the show notes. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, until next time, we are Yo MTG Taps. Make them happen.